It's us. Yes, welcome back. It's the triumphant return of Dystopian Hot Dog. Yeah, episode six. Um, we've, we've had a slight gap between episode five and episode six. Um, yeah, of about three months. Mate, more. More. Is it really? Yeah, it's more. It's more like six. It feels like we should have some kind of ticker tape parade or yeah. uh, some trumpeting. <laughs> no, well, we've got none of that, have we? No. So, um, you've, you've had a birthday? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've become a year older, that's right. Um, not happy about them, don't celebrate them anymore, really. No. Uh, that's not, that's not new. That's not, you haven't celebrated a birthday properly since I reckon I was about 29. Yeah, 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 birthday. No, probably 30 is a 30, big one. Yeah. 30 is a big one. Yeah, I yeah. remember having three 30ths. Like a family one, a oh, local yeah. mates one, and a London one. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit though, that, isn't it? When My wife always has a, a birthday week. Yeah. Isn't it? Is, that, is that a female thing? Uh, or should I not put a label on it? Is it just your wife that It didn't that? need a label, but I don't know. I, it's probably not exclusively female. Do you know, a prominent friend of mine did this. Prominent? On prominent friend, yeah. <laughs> You're not in that category. Oh, mate. I'm lucky to make friend. So, so what, what makes someone a prominent friend? What are the categories? He's got, he's got a bit of influence. Ah, oh, right, all uh, right. Got a bit of influence. Could be, you know, he's quite a useful friend. Ah, right. I'm not that, am I? Well, no, I mean, I don't classify all my friends. I haven't got a friend classification system necessarily. <laughs> it's a good idea, though, isn't it? It's it? moving idea. forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what category you fall under. I'd, I'd have to give it some thought, but I think you'd be an earnest, honest, right. and a good sort of matey friend, yeah. but would probably, you know, would do fuck all for me going forward. No, absolutely nothing. And the fact that you've, you've even termed it as the category that I would fall under, mm. it's like, that's the, that sums me up as a person, doesn't it really? Like the, the type of guy who just like, I mean, I've already t- tried to twat your summer house here a couple of times. You've with, been a, a fair, you've been very destructive very since you've arrived since at my... I arrived, yeah, I? Very but I think, I think the friend classification system mm. is definitely a thing to look forward to and maybe it could become a feature of the podcast because we're really good at getting features together for the podcast (laughs) aren't we well that is actually one of our shall i say ambitions that we were hoping really to get a bit of what would you say structure structure yeah 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 which which doesn't come naturally to tam and i no in any part of our lives or features you know something i mean we talked about ideas we've got things written down why don't we read the list out, out right, loud? okay we've got i'll start from this one here mm. stag do corner yeah so i think our thought there was to get people to contribute yeah to the podcast which is probably a good idea yeah, yeah we'll yeah. soon run out of creative flow and regale stories of their stag do's they've been on but we shouldn't maybe yeah, we could invite the hens as well just to sort of yeah hen and stag do corner yeah and um, we've got cr- imagine the stags have got better stories again probably true but erring um, on the side of sexism erring on the side of sexism because what what do women even do on hen do's because when you see them the mm. hen do looks tame I think yeah 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 they really go for it and there's a lot of noise around the hen do but what are they actually doing apart from making a bit of noise and just moving around in a group? Yeah. Usually with their hen dressed slightly different to the rest. Yeah, yeah. There's usually a sexy kitten there as well and there's someone in a cat outfit. You know, not a full cat outfit, not like it. I'm just going to let you talk this through. Is that going to... Oh, no, it's still no, working. It's, yeah. It's still recording. We're, 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 we've had some recording issues. 
I thought the laptop looked at me then and thought, oh, fuck, he's doing his sexy cat analogy. I'm, I'm going into yeah. standby mode. Yeah, well, the laptop picked up on my, what I did. I just Your put disdain. my eyes to the floor. Yeah, you picked your thought, coffee I'm up. I'm not contributing to the sexy kitten What I'm thing. saying is, not necessarily on a Hindu. there's often party who will try to look like a sexy cat. I have never, ever noticed this. On every hen do, there's mm. obviously the hen, but there's yeah. also going to be a cat. Well, there. it depends. If they've got a theme, sometimes they all wear the same T-shirt with, yeah. to define, you know, and then they've got a nickname on the back, like Slaggy Sue or, you know, yeah. Pure Paula, or, yeah. which is possibly ironic. I'm already sensing that Paul is probably more of a slag than Sue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't know these fictitious people. <laughs> the point being... <laughs> But there's a definitely a cat in there. There's a we cat don't, in we, there. We don't know if there's any slags there's a or cat. any women that are pure, but there's there will be a cat, cat in there. Hence, why now, you know, when you can modify photos on, on new iPhone technology, yeah. there's always one which puts cat ears on and fucking whiskers and a nose. So you're suggesting that what Snapchat have done there and what the iPhones have done, they've only picked up what was happening in the culture of the Hindu. Totally correct. Again, not exclusively a Hindu, a night out, a, a night jaunt. Out. A, a girl's night out. But what is it? Even a spa weekend that goes slightly feral. Perhaps, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. But what's made the lady assimilate the fact that... Because I'm assuming that they, they go sexy cat to try and attract a member of the opposite sex. Perhaps that, that assumption is entirely wrong. All no. our female listeners will correct us on this, won't they, either way? Well, please, We've got a lot of them free. out there. Feel free, yeah, we have. <laughs> And we'll get more after they hear oh, this. Oh, yeah, when they hear this, they'll go, listen yeah. to this really forward-thinking yeah. section. <laughs> Let's get into this cat shit. <laughs> but, but you never see a cat on a stag do, do you? You never see a cat on a stag do, ever. <laughs> but, for example, do you find cat women attractive, Marvin? Put cat ears on her, in a cartoon sense, and draw whiskers and a little nose. Yeah. Does she become more attractive to you? Um... I, well, well, there is there is an element of it, yeah, but it's not the be all and end all for me. A woman dressing up as a cat, I know, I know, I know that that's not a revelation. <laughs> well, you uh, said that to your missus second date. Have you brought your own cat theme? Yeah, because this ain't gonna fucking last. <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna fly without it. No way. I don't know if the cat thing has ever been that big for me. I mean, the cat suit. Oh, that's different. That's different, isn't yeah. it? Your cat suit. Yeah, cat suit. Because the cat suit. Has no real element of cat. No. It's a pair of Lycra leggings that have got a bit carried away. Yeah. They've got ahead of the game yeah. and moved on. Yeah. yeah. And you never see any cat suits on a stag do. You never see any blokes dressing up as cats. Imagine imagine your first night out when you get to Nottingham. Mm. You go said, right, meet in that bar at 7.30. Quick shower up, freshen up, and then we'll get out. Mm-hmm. And then Terry, he's, he doesn't really know anyone, but he just comes in and he's dressed... He, Let's say, let's say a, a cheetah. He's coming as a cheetah. He's come as a, as a... It's a big cat. It's, it's a bold choice. He's yeah. not come as a domestic cat. No. He's full not come cheetah, like a Full like mask, full, full head. Full cheetah. He's even got a pair of like um, ASICs runners on to make him quicker through the streets of Nottingham <laughs> later on. I thought about he's, it. So he's brought character to That's it as well. always a good theme in the streets of Nottingham. Yeah. Quick when, running shoes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've worked there. Yeah. And when you've asked him... if. If he wants to chuck in 20 quid into the kitty, no mm. pun intended, mm. he said he's not even responded in English language. He's done a sort of... <laughs> so, now that we've talked about it, I'm surprised there's not more cats on I'm the stag, stag do's. 
because the advantages to being a cat on a stag do is huge because the stag as an animal is quite lumbering <laughs> yeah I suppose I suppose did you on your stag do did you have some kind of theme well I'm not married am I but carry on oh fuck yeah that's why you're not a prominent friend you see no. I don't know massive detail I always assume that you're married <laughs> well I'm not married because Nicola won't marry me basically yeah because she doesn't she's not into n- the cat thing no she's not into the cat thing at all she yeah. doesn't trust me to go on a stag do and she just knows that you'd you'd rock up you know in your tabby outfit mm. and then it'd be <laughs> The last thing she wants is me and Tam Ryan in Amsterdam with you dressed as Tabby and, and, and me and my Fred Perry outfit. Look at you, you've upscaled Nottingham to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's... Is that upscaling to Amsterdam? Or is it a bit cliche? Well, I always think Amsterdam's a bit There's cliche. a lot of similarities. I asked for uh, directions once uh, in the St Anne's region of Nottingham. <clears throat> now, St Anne's in Blackpool is a place to retire to and it's quite affluent. Full of Tories, though. It is for the Tories, yeah. I mean, not not to get political. I mean, you, you might done. think that you might think that Tories are fine, and I've got no opinion on it. Carry on. So, so Anne's in in Blackpool is is, is the affluent area. So Anne's in Nottingham is yeah. an area to avoid. Is it? Yeah. Ah, oh, I think I might have heard of this. St. Anne, I think it might be St Anne's Square in Nottingham. But I, anyhow, I've chipped up in Nottingham looking for a venue where I was going to entertain some people, and I've gone through people. there. People. Yeah, people. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I've asked directions, uh, and it's immediately occurred to me that the person I've asked directions from uh, is probably more interested in in a different transaction. All right. Yeah, Lady of the Night. Uh, All right. Oh, I thought you meant drug related. But no, no, no. Meant... Whore related. Right. Sex for cash. Sex for cash. Or is it cash for sex? Uh, <laughs> I don't Either. think. Or is some cash, cash for, for sex. sex? No, I'll she's give not giving me cash. For sex, I've st- imagine that I've stopped there. So excuse me, she's not this guy's here. Do you know where people Maple Plain Social Club is? Because I need to entertain people tonight. And she said, "I tell you what, I don't, but I give you some cash for for your sex." Imagine that conversation, and, yeah. I, and I'd have to go. But hang on, I thought was, I thought you were the prostitute. In the yeah, situation. yeah, yeah. You've assimilated me as some kind of male whore yeah. in a Hyundai. Um, yeah. And you arrive at the gig late, but you are 50 quid up. Correct. (laughs) And with a big smile. (laughs) Here, listen, right? Talking about embarrassing situations. Me and you sometimes are actors, aren't we? So I was doing some acting last week on a set for, I'm going to say, an up-and-coming director right, okay. from Manchester base so I won't name right so you know the deal we're all in the green room there's me and a couple of other actors and it emerges that what a green room is just staff room for normal people so yeah that's right it's so, not it sounds so wanky doesn't it it's just a staff room isn't it oh yeah it, it was there's nothing to it there's, green... a, there's a tea making facility yeah. and some comfy sofas that's it really. yeah and that's but that's good to have comfy sofas because oh, yeah, sometimes not, a green room but anyway, carry on. So there's the. I just wanted to clarify that yeah, for our one listener. Okay, right. Because okay. yeah, we might have already confused them with the with cat the... shit. They're still getting over that. And now they go, what's the fucking green room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just the staff room for, for wankers. So you're in the staff room for wankers. Yeah, and we're all talking. And director's in, right? I like the director from the audition. I've got a good feel f- yeah. from him. Um, <clears throat> and he's quite cool. And when people are quite cool and I'm in their company, I panic a little bit sometimes and I try to be more cool. 
yeah. than I actually am because I'm not a cool guy. And that's not the pathway to cool. Terrible. Trying to be cool when you're 43. Fucking nightmare. So it was the worst decision, conscious decision you can make. So it emerges that he used to be the bassist in the band Monaco. Yeah. Just them words. That's cool, isn't it? Really cool. He, he started Reading Festival. In Monaco, yeah. And like, he's not saying it like a braggart. Someone else has brought it up and said, that, oh, you used to be... Uh, in music, didn't you? And he sort of reluctantly confessed that he used to be the bassist uh, in a band. Now, I used to love, Man- well, I still do, love Manchester music at the turn of the 90s. So I was immediately chipping into this conversation, saying, oh, really? That's amazing. That's incredible. Honestly, that band, a seminal moment in my life, meant so much to me. And the whole thing, you must know Hooky, you must know Bernard Sumner... Yeah, New Order, before before them. Joy Division. Joy Division, exactly. So I'm saying, oh, and that brilliant song. This song was a soundtrack of my summer. Getting away with it all my life. And then I start clicking my fingers. Remember it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lets me go on into the second verse, this director dude. And he turns to me and he goes, uh, that was electronic. So you just started singing any song to him, didn't you? No, what I did, I left it a minute and I went, yeah, yes, it was. And then I then I turned around to him whilst one of the actors had put his head in his hoodie because he was <laughs> trying to covert a laugh. I, I, I turned around to him and I still don't know why I did it. And yeah. I went, what do you want from me? <laughs> Giving you everything. <laughs> At which point, he said nothing, walked out of the green room, back onto the set. Oh, mate. And I, I, I just, you know, when you die inside. Now, luckily enough, that was the song I was trying to think of. Yeah. But I didn't have to perform it to him. No. He knows the song. He knows the song. And this is a guy to put, the, I mean, this wasn't a, a very good filming job, but he's worked with Matthew McCon- uh, McConaughey, Jack Loudon, you know, he's got a lot. He's a real. He's do you, done think, a do you think Matthew McConaughey made the same fuck up that you did? I, I find that very, very <laughs> unlikely. I'm picturing you next to Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and trying to work out who's the coolest out of these two. <laughs> <laughs> Which one There's has got the in. fucking cool badge on here? Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, not that I'm going to land any cool role ever. I'm, I'm, I'm resigned to that. But, no. But, you know, I might land the role of a dick now after that because I came yeah. across as a dick to someone I was trying to impress. And you think you'll grow out of those sorts of mistakes, don't you, as a bloke? But you just keep doing them because blokes, by definition, are dickheads. Correct. You know. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, and it? I'm sure our, our vast army of female listeners will think think that and they'll agree with that. But but you tried your best, mate, didn't you? And. And that's why you get on in life is because even though that even though you were you were a, a dick in that moment, mm. it may be even bordering on being a wanker. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for your support. This no, is again why you're not cla- a prominent friend. Yeah, I think you, you, you've got to do the classification of friends. Is <coughs> that classifying classifying that type of behaviour? And mm. um, but there was something lovable about about what you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think he walked down the corridor and smiled then? Because I think he probably walked down the corridor thinking, I've made a mistake booking this tit. He, he did probably think that, but but I think you had enough in the bank. Did mm. you did you give any inclinators to that sort of behaviour in the actual audition? Or were you, did you do well? You must no, have well I did all right. I did a good read. And then we talked about football for a while. And I thought as soon as they get you talking about yeah. stuff off, 
pieced, then so occasionally that's a good sign that you're going to get the gig. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for anyone, for our six listeners out of them, if you're not in the um, acting game at all, that's often what happens, and it? it's like any job, really. Yeah, as long as you can get on with people, you'll get the job. So you've obviously got on with the person there. I have, yeah. I, I, you what, know, who, who did he support? At United. Oh, I was United fan. Yeah, big United fan. Yeah, yeah, big United fan. Um, he's done a film actually called You, you Should Watch It because it's really good. I watched it since. All right. Called uh, England Is Mine. And it's a biopic about the early life of Morrissey. Oh, right. And it's very, very good. Obviously, Morrissey, who did stuff like um, Pure and Simple Every Time. Oh, Smiths. Morrissey. Huh? Morrissey from the Smiths. Oh, yeah. Have you done that? So, you know we're going through this list? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did we get to? We've got to Stag Do Corner. One. Critiquing TV Corner. Where Basically, Tam and I were once having a conversation and for whatever reason, he'd watched an episode the day before of Tales of the Unexpected, hadn't you? Yeah, I had, yeah. And there's often this thing what you'll see on, on podcasts where they will do um, a critique of something that they've watched and it was very funny listening to Tam's take on what he'd seen from a, a 70s, 80s sort of TV classic which... Tells you than expected was, and just now it's seen our tastes have changed, and it was a bit of a weird program, wasn't it? Oh, it was it, of its time. Now yeah. you'd look at it, guys. Tame, yeah. Now, and but... TV's so different. I mean, someone posted on Facebook yesterday about Roy Castle going into the Blue Peter Studio and basically teaching people how to play the spoons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure you see that sort of shit anymore, do you? No, but there's something about it, even though it's awful. Yeah. But that's lovely, really. You can imagine you'd watch that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, maybe this. So there's something maybe in it where we're going to go back and watch old TV shows. I remember a TV show that my dad used to hate, but I had a secret love for was uh, Duty Free. Remember the? Oh, I do. Remember the Keith Barron. Keith Barron. Yeah. And, um... Something about Keith Barron's face that I loved as a kid. He just used to make me, make me giggle a lot. But my dad used to hate it. Did he? Yeah. Did like, like you know when you're a kid and you. You sense that sometimes your parents would dislike something, and sometimes they take dislike to another level. Dad hated this program. Which that's irrational for me. That I know it's just a light-hearted sitcom, as sitcoms were. Yeah, he'd be chunnering away while it was on, and and he would chunner away. Nowadays, he'd just flick to something else. Oh. Right then, three channels. Yeah, of course. So he would be chunnering away, chunnering away, and then I'm thinking, Dad, don't get up because obviously no remote controls in those no, days. No, no. And then in the end, he go, I'm turning this over, and he'd get up and he'd walk. To, and I probably watched about eight minutes, and I don't think I've ever watched more than eight minutes of an episode of Duty Free. And you really liked it. That's I terrible. really liked it. Yeah. So yeah. it's my my thing where I might go back and watch Duty Free. Do you know what I've liked of that sort of? Thing? I like watching. Watching. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I've sight. Uh, you could hardly call, call him right, right, right. right. Da, 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 da. So, so what do I, do I see in him? Yeah, yeah, that one. Morrissey had a big hit with it in 1983. <laughs> yeah, she was little and he was big and tall. Yeah, a dopey, dopey man. She was a scouser, wasn't she? Was scouser, she scouser yeah. yeah. I've got an inkling she might be uh, a lesbian now. <laughs> She wasn't back then in the 80s. No, certainly not. They didn't do lesbianism back then, did they? Oh, no. She loved cock back then. Yeah. She? <laughs> she was slutty Sarah on the Holostag yeah. dudes, wasn't she? No. But now, 
She's uh Yeah. I nearly said Licky Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Licky Linda. Good job I didn't say it out loud. Juvenile that I'm juvenile. laughing at Licky Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think this has got potential because yeah. again it's within the character of midlife crisis to bored men remembering when their life had a bit more hope. Yeah. And when we used to watch TV for entertainment. Yeah. So next, than... yeah, definitely. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, mate, but I did. You did, So yeah. there must have been some part of me that wanted to cut you off. So I did. It. <laughs> Sky Bingo, what was that? I know what that was. This is related to TV because you came up with a TV oh, yeah. Yeah. nostalgia idea. And then I said, why don't we do a random number generator? Because there's lots of Sky TV channels. Yeah, and a lot of them. So you pay your subscription, but you probably watch half a dozen channels. Correct. Day, don't you? Yeah, Tops. Like, like you only use 14% of your brain. Yeah. You probably only use 14% of Sky. Yeah, there's all, you know, there's a lot of channels on there going unwatched. Correct. So why don't we generate a number uh, and then watch that channel? All week. I don't know about all week. No, no, That's no. a hell of a commitment. It's when you get a chance. Because also, it might be a subscription channel, so there might be a monetary angle there, which I'll not be. Fa- I'll then swiftly forget about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea. And and, um, and that'll make really good podcast material, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got. Um, yeah, that's a shit idea. Bovril. Bovril. Is it hospitalisation? Oh, no. this is this is because Marvin is possibly the worst hypochondriac I've ever met. In oh yeah, yeah. The history yeah. of the world. Well, I've had I've, I've had a lot of illnesses this year. Yeah, just tell the listeners what Uh, you've been through this year. Well, since we last spoke to you, we've both been away doing Christmas shows. Mm. I did Panto in Little Old Rickmansworth while Ryan was more show busy doing arenas or whatever, not bothered. And um, I, I, I got a bit poorly, as you do, doing Panto, and I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over the illness in the new year. And I had a bit bit of pain in the upper chest. And I've got one or two existing lung things, mm. which we won't go into, because it's quite negative. Can I take the role of a doctor? Right, okay, yeah. consultant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, I've, um, yeah, I, I had these um these What pains. seems to be the trouble? <laughs> oh, my God, racist. And, um, mm. well, what it is, I've mm. got these sort of pains in the upper chest, and I've Googled it, and I'm pretty sure that not only have I got lung cancer, I think I've actually diagnosed the actual type of tumour. They're called pancoast tumours, <laughs> and, and they're, mm. they're pretty deadly. Yes. So am I right in saying I've only got four months to live? Well, uh, if you are correct... Oh my God, he's committed to the in, accident. Uh, um, but a pancoast tumour is <laughs> yeah. in the uh, upper left respiratory chamber. Yeah. So um, you, you're diagnosed uh, at home? Yeah, I self-diagnosed mm. at home on the internet with no medical experience. Mm. Uh, there's a chance that you are um, a, uh, how would you say, um, a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, okay, you've mm. gone that far, would you, doctor? Yes, yes, because um, you have, as you say, no expertise, <laughs> no. no expertise. No, no, no. No expertise. None whatsoever. And you, you come into my consultation room and you, you expect me, to, Dr. Kovachok, <laughs> on LA... NHS taxpayers' money. That's right. Yeah. To believe yeah. that you have what you call pancos tumor. A pancos tumor. Four months to live. Get out. So anyway, I left Doctor Kovachok's office. <laughs> I've been, been absolutely bollocked. Anyway, I got better. So that's it, really. Yes. I got better. But then last week t- came to towns last week to talk about what brilliant stuff we do on the podcast this week. Mm. I got ill. Basically, I got, I got, I've got this chest pain that I've had. Turns out it's like a muscular thing, <sighs> and I got, I got, I got like a bit of sports massage off Tam's wife, and then yeah, I hang got, on, hang on, that sounds like code language. Don't <laughs> just... No, it's not. It's not. It's not she's code just, language. She's a sports massage. 
Ja, ja, ja. So um I had a massage. I had Bovril for the first time on toast. <laughs> I made him some Bovril on toast. And he then turned around to me and said, I've never had Bovril in this format before. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've only had it in liquid format. Yeah. And it was good, to be fair. And then and um, Tam's new dog, Frankie, still a puppy, isn't he, really? Yeah. I uh, curled up on the sofa while we were having a chat and had a bit of a, a play with him. And um, that sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> At no stage did I touch the dog's cock, you know? <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> I merely licked his balls. And um, He was very pleased to see you when he you was came very, out today. very pleased to see you. Yeah, well, funny. Things are computing in my yeah, head. Yeah, so I've, I've done three things. I had a massage, I had Bob roll, I played with the dog. Fuck I the went dog. home and I was fucking ill last week I had the shits I was up all night spewing so something made me sick here last week and I don't know what it was I'm not sure that I'm why right. don't you go and see Dr. Kovachok <laughs> Kovachok he'll diagnose you yeah I don't want to go back to it we'll, maybe we can go back to him every week he's, some an, he's a very angry man Dr. Kovachok yeah. ideas of how our other half sees us is the next thing I wrote down yeah now that's that's got a lot of mileage I think yeah like a, like a real a, potential like a modern day like a, a bit of Mr. and Mrs. in there, but mm. maybe more cynical and hateful. Yeah, less Parsons, more uh... Frankie Boyle. Is that mine? I think my Mrs. thinks I'm a bit of a, 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 a tit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I'm joking away in the car with the kids, she's she's not laughing along too. I look to my left and she's like mimicking my face, and there's a lot of scorn in I can yeah. see in her eyes. Yeah, a lot of regret. I think it's regret. Yeah. I, don't, I, I often get regret and murderous thoughts mixed oh, up. So dude. they might be the same thing. Well, They're probably from the same corridor. I'd, I, do you know, this is how parenting can be unrewarding. And my missus just looked at me this morning just before the kids went off to school. So Eloise, my daughter's come down and she said, I don't want to wear this cardigan for school. Why do I always have to wear this? It doesn't fit me. It's too long. I'm not wearing it. Why can't she wash better? At which point... I stepped up and said, look, don't talk about your mother, first of all, like that. You don't know how lucky you are to have a mum and dad. And then I fucking went proper. I went on a soapbox because it was early. I stayed up too late. had a bit of wine. Yeah, you you were gambling, weren't you? She sat down on the sofa in a baggy cardigan and I've gone, you don't know how lucky you are. And I've brought African children into the the dressing down as well. Always good to play the African card at the stage. Correct. I'm doing all this dressing down in a dressing gown. So I said, you know, there's people who would love a cardigan of that size. They would love a cardigan. And here's you saying, I don't want to wear it, talking about your mum with such tones of disrespect. She bursts out crying, breaks down and says, Charlotte and Chloe have been calling me names and about me baggy cardigan and I can't... So effectively, she's being bullied because we're sending her to school in in a baggy cardigan, cardigan. And I've just shouted at her about African children. Yeah, so you've made her feel guilty about how the Western world treats Africa. Yeah. You've almost made that her fault a little bit. I have. And when all she wants to do is two friends at school to stop taking the piss out of a shit cardigan that you, Mecca, got to school in. Correct. But your your your, your male ego took over. Yeah. Because you're a bit tired because you've been up drinking wine and watching shit sport and gambling yep. on shit. Yeah. Why? Fucking hell. You know, there's African, there's African men who can't stay up late gambling. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
she hopefully she won't get bullied and uh, not have a complex that she's uh, the real cause of third world poverty and famine. And and also, this sort of stuff. She's at a critical age where these these conversations with the parent will stay with her, and um, maybe in twenty thirty years time she'll feel brave enough to talk about that, that what happened this morning to a therapist. Well. Dr. Kovachok. Dr. Kovachok. He's always at hand. He's always at Because he's, he's got great bedside manner. <laughs> what seemed to be proper. He's got a wonderful bedside manner, hasn't yeah. he? And when you did it earlier on, you, 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 your neck went into your shoulders a bit yes, as well. I do it again. <laughs> Look, yeah. I do it. You've become like a white Gladstone small. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for part one of the triumphant return of dystopian hot dog but if you can't wait to get a bit more keith barron sexy cat dr kovachok related punnery all recorded at an inordinately low volume setting then keep listening because part two is on the way